This podcast contains many, 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 many movie spoilers. Consider this your warning. Okay, you have now been warned. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. texting during the movie welcome to no texting during the movie the podcast where i started a podcast so my wife watched movies with me each week we take turns choosing a film to watch analyze and review if you are listening to this i'm sorry you haven't found a better podcast my name is matt and i'm tori and we are your hosts tori what family friendly wonderful christmas movie did we watch home alone you filthy animals <laughs> Keep the change. Something I was thinking about was the fact that all of our Christmas movies have basically been pseudo-Christmas movies, maybe like 30% Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. And this one, I feel like, even though it is about home invasion and burglars coming in to steal goods from a house while a kid is inhabiting that house, it's still a Christmas classic. It's probably the most Christmassy movie we've done this month. So I was I was very happy about that. And I did have a couple questions for you before we get into it. You know that I definitely grew up with this movie, but I get the sense that you did not. Can you unpack? Yeah. So I have seen this, you know, bits and pieces over the years, but I've never watched it in full, like actually paying attention. Um, I've seen the second one with you. I think it was last year. Yes. Um, but other than that, this was the first time I watched the entire movie. So good, right? So good. Love this movie. I've been watching this since I was like five years old. And I think most of the people I know um, have also been watching this pretty regularly. So I love this movie. I think the music is awesome. It's very nostalgic to watch. And um, it's probably my favorite Christmas movie. So I'm excited to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So let's go into the synopsis here, um, which I did not copy paste to my notepad on my phone. So I'm going to Google that right now. Okay, it is Christmas time and the McAllister family is preparing for a vacation in Paris, France. But the youngest in the family, Kevin, got into a scuffle with his older brother, Buzz. He was sent to his room, which is on the third floor of the house. Then the next morning, while the rest of the family is in a rush to make it to the airport on time, they completely forgot about Kevin, who now has the house all to himself. Being home alone was fun for Kevin, having a pizza all to himself, jumping on his parents' bed and making a mess. And Kevin discovers about two burglars, Harry and Marv, about to rob his house on Christmas Eve. Kevin acts quickly by wiring his own house with a makeshift booby traps to stop the burglars and bring them to justice. Yes. Tori, did you like this movie? I did. I really like this movie. I, I know it's a classic. I just thought it was really funny and there were so many, so many good scenes. I will say though, it did give me a little bit of anxiety. This mom like left her kid basically on accident. And the whole movie, I was just putting myself in the movie a little bit. I read in a article that that was the director's biggest fear is that um, nobody would believe a mom could leave their kid home. Thoughts? What are your thoughts? I don't think I could ever leave my kids home. The way he got left home was pretty convincing, but 
I see what you mean. Yeah. I don't think I could leave any of our kids. We only have two, but yeah, even with five, I feel like I would do a head count in the car, but they were late. They were rushing. Yeah. But you don't rush like that. And especially when it's your youngest kid, like if it was a teenager, that's different, but an eight year old. Wow. The judgment is just dripping off of you right now. Dripping. One thing I hadn't thought about this movie until just now watching it was there are so many plot holes. I mean, it is a kid's movie. It's just a comedy. It's just for fun. But we did watch it with your mom, and she asked, like, every two seconds, why didn't he call the police? Why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? And then finally I said, it's a movie, Christine. (laughs) (laughs) That's the point. Um, And then the other thing I realized was it was kind of like, it's kind of slow at first. The movie is very much like chill, chill, chill. And then like the last half hour is insane. Mm -hmm. And I, I was thinking about that. And then I realized the whole first half of the movie is every kid's fantasy being home alone by themselves, doing whatever they want. And I think that's why this movie is so powerful when you see it as a kid is because everybody wants to be Kevin McAllister in that situation. Mm -hmm. So let's get right into the cringiest scenes. I'll have you go first. I'm going to have to say every scene with the tarantulas. I am not a huge spider fan. The first scene when it was crawling in the cage in Buzz's room, just Mm -hmm. crawling around. And then the next scene when Kevin's climbing up on the wall organizer, you can see it fall and you just know that this tarantula is coming. In one way or another. It's coming up somewhere in the future. And we're just going to all wait in suspense because this spider is coming back. tarantula's world and we're all just living in it (laughs) we're all just waiting for it to just jump on someone and then of course when it falls onto the burglar's face that was pretty funny but also cringy yeah Uh, what were your cringiest scenes cringiest scene i'd have to say the way kevin McAllister talks to his mom hard to watch it is little cringy little attitude get upstairs i am upstairs dummy i myself had an urge to uh smack that little kid upside the head yeah but that mom's kind of you know not saying she deserves it but like all he wants is attention and he's going to get attention by you know i think i think there's errors on both sides he's definitely a little turd though Mm -hmm. a very lovable turd yes he reminds me a lot of my son anyways moving on my other cringiest scene is when marv is going up the stairs and he steps on that nail Ooh, that has been rough to watch since i was five all the way up until Two nights ago when we watched this. It just hurts. Did you notice, though, that the nail didn't actually even go into his foot? Oh, no. It goes in for like a half inch. Does it? Let's We'll, we'll watch the film. Yeah. Let's watch that again. Because for some reason, I didn't even find that cringy, and I would have. Oh, it's horrible. He steps on the nail, and then he falls back. That's why he screams so loud. I was thinking it would go all the way through his foot. So I had... Well, a- if you step on a nail, your brain... <laughs> Your brain is like, hey, that's a nail. This is not good. That's Please true. end this feeling. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That was cringy. I, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. So what was your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite, I have two favorite scenes. My first favorite scene is definitely the spider scene. Really? <laughs> when he sets the spider on Marv's face and he lets out that blood-curdling scream, which we will sample right now. That is the funniest scene in the world and makes me laugh every freaking time. Love it to death. And I could not stop laughing. And then my other favorite scene, I would have to say, as I'm 
you know, getting older. I'm getting wiser, I hope. The scene where Kevin talks to old man Marley in the church, mm. when they have that dialogue about, you know, why he's afraid of, of reaching back out to his son. And Kevin basically, they you know, they both have kind of a little wisdom nugget that they, they trade with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, you kind of see him reunite with his son and his granddaughter and his son's wife, I presume. It's just really heart melting. And then he looks over and Kevin's in the window and he smiles and waves. And it just, it made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Some of that good old Christmas magic. I didn't get a full on teardrop down the cheek, but the eyes were filled with joy and happiness and Christmas cheer. So cute. Yeah. What about you? What were your favorite scenes? The first was, you know, any of the booby trap scenes. I just yes. felt like they were all so great, so funny. Extra. Um, I loved when Kevin kept putting on the movie mm-hmm. and he would always say, you filthy animals. And then he would go shooting and then, you know, he would light off some of those fireworks in the kitchen. Um, just he is a genius kid. I also loved how... Everything he did was possible for an eight-year-old. You know what I mean? Like putting toys on the ground when the guy came in the window and stepped on them. Like it's pretty simple. It's simple things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple other scenes. I love the mannequin scene when he put it when he put all of those mm-hmm. fake people around and mm-hmm. was trying to uh, pretend like that was his family. So that was great. I also like the scene where he's um, coming to the realization that. <laughs> He made his family disappear in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. And he's like, my family's gone. No, he just says, I made my family disappear. Mm-hmm. And then you see all these flashes of his, <laughs> his like, relatives. <laughs> and it's just like, you're a disease. Look what you did, you little freak. <laughs> <laughs> And then he looks at the camera and he's like, I made my family disappear. disappear. <laughs> that was so good. Classic. I, I also loved um, the scene where he's going through Buzz's like treasure box thing <laughs> and he sees Buzz's girlfriend. He goes, Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. Absolute so classic. Funny. And you just see this this see this little girl who's or, just like or when he's looking at the Playboy, not a strip of clothing on any of them. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it he was, says. It was funny though. We're talking about favorite scenes here. Let's talk a little bit about our what the heck scenes. Do you want me to go first? No, I'll I'll take this one. I'll take Do this it. one first. Take it up. This whole scene with the satin yellow jacket guys. Mm-hmm. Why are they in the movie? What's the purpose? I just felt like there that whole everything about those guys could have been removed from the movie and the movie still would have been what? great. What? It's John Candy. No, it's horrible. I love that scene. It was all horrible. They were talking about like their kids and how they just never see their kids and yeah, blah, because, blah, blah, blah. And they're just sitting in the back of this moving van. Yeah, I because, hated it. Yeah, because she's got to get from the airport to the house. Yeah, but and they and and he offers them a ride and this offers her a ride in the spirit of Christmas. So who would you actually take a ride with a stranger? One hundred percent, I would do anything to get back home. All right, well, there's buses. Yeah, there's, there's public buses. transportation other than airplanes. I would never get in a moving van with eight yellow jacket dudes. Dude, they're polka guys. They're chill. Okay, I just to each his own. What the I, heck? To each his own, but. 
I will say that I, I like that scene because she's like all freaked out about wondering if she's a bad mom or not. And the polka dude is just like, no, we're bad parents. You're fine. Because he goes through every story of like, this guy doesn't even know his kids. You know, I'm never around my kids, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's really heartfelt because he he reached out and helped her. I love that scene. Plus, I, I like John Candy. I don't know if you have a lot of history with John Candy movies, but we'll have to watch some more of them. Yeah. But he's a great. He He's awesome. Um, but uh, I get that as a what the heck moment. You're traveling in a strange van. It's weird. I see where you're coming from, but yeah. you are wrong. Uh, moving on. Uh, my mm. what the heck... <laughs> All right. <laughs> what the heck scene? Maybe you should buy a yellow jacket too. And join a polka band. <laughs> I can. <laughs> if I if I if I sold my guitar and bought a tuba, would you still want to be with me? No. All right. Well, looks like I will clear out my Amazon cart right now. My what the heck moment was Kevin. Okay, old man Marley. He rescues Kevin from the burglars, right? He takes the shovel. He beats Marvin Harry over the head. You know, they're knocked out. The police come. They arrest him. My what the heck is Kevin's just chilling at his house again after this all happens. Like, did old man Marley just take him home and be like, oh, I see you're home alone and this all this crazy stuff happened. Well, see you later. Because he just ends up back at his house again after this whole thing goes down. Yeah. So that's my what the heck. That's my plot hole. I don't know, really know what's going on there. But um, old man Marley, if you saw this happening, you need to like bring him over to your house. You know, put him up, you know, on a cot or something. Make sure the kid's taken care of. Don't just send him back to his empty house. Well, may- maybe he thought his parents were home. Maybe he thought they were just upstairs. No, you don't almost get killed by burglars and be like, ah, your parents are probably home. See you later, kid. I don't know. Maybe. No. <laughs> You, you would, you would, you would, you would, you would would lose your shit if old man Marley did this to your kid. I would. I would probably come at him with a shovel too. I would say, how dare you leave my kid alone? Uh, Yeah. But then again, I wouldn't leave my kid alone in the first place. So I wouldn't put myself in that situation. Touche. All right. Let's get into date. Mary and make disappear forever. Our three characters are Harry. I picked the three most annoying characters um, I could possibly think of. So our characters are are, are Harry, Marv, and Uncle Frank. <laughs> the worst. I'll go first. I'll go first on this one. I'm going to date Harry. Uh, he's got a gold tooth. He's mysterious. That scene where he's robbing the house and he's playing with the, the, the kaleidoscope. Do you remember that scene? Mm-hmm. He's got a playful spirit about him, and I just appreciate that. So I think, mm. you know, dating could be fun. I'm going to go ahead and marry Marv. Speaking of spirits, this guy is just an optimist at heart. He is, you know, he's always looking on the bright side of life, and mm-hmm. I love that about him. You know, he comes up with the wet bandits. He's very proud of himself. Um, you know, he's he's an idea man, right? So um, I'm going to go ahead and marry him. I'm going to make disappear Uncle Frank. Look what you did, you little jerk. Uncle Frank sucks. He's a cheapskate, and he says the worst thing at the worst possible time. Catherine O'Hara, or or Kevin's mom, is just, you know, she's saying to herself in the plane, what kind of mother would leave her son home, you know, by himself while she goes to France or whatever? And he just said, makes you feel any better. I forgot my reading classes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is classic. 
And um, or 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 she's she's talking about how she left Kevin at home, and he just goes horrible, just horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> the dude is the worst. He reminds me of the uncle from uh, Christmas Vacation as well. Um, dude sucks. Um, what about you? Mine are very different from yours, and um, unpack yeah, that. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna date Marvin. Marv. Yeah, Marv. Yeah, Marv. Marv. Marv the Larv. I'm gonna date Marv. <laughs> Wait, can you unpack that? Marv the Larv. He's like a long little larva. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go ahead and date him. I think he's a total idiot, but he is fun, like just fun spirited and um, playful. Yeah, playful. I'm going to go ahead and marry Uncle Frank. You know, he's he's not a crook. I decided to look at this as big picture, not okay. just like um he's not a crook and he is, you know, cheapskate and kind of a loser to be honest. Um and he just seems like a grumpy old man. But So the least of all three evils basically. Right. And you can you can change someone. So like <laughs> I just really Wait, believe that You said this in an earlier episode and I just need you to know that you cannot change people. You yes, know that, you right? Can. No, you, absolutely you cannot absolutely. change people. Absolutely. Look Especially... where you've come from. <laughs> just kidding. No. no, I just don't. He there's he doesn't have any addictions to stealing. And so just the minor things can be changed by a little bit of manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's how people can can be changed is to be manipulated. Amen. 100%. Okay. 100%. Wow. I'm going to keep my eye out on you because... You married a wild card. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> apparently, I married a master manipulator. <laughs> can you confirm or deny? I will deny that. Okay. I will deny. You're not... I'm, I'm literally just trying to pick between these three horrible people that you chose. So just give me an olive branch. Okay. <laughs> olive branch extended. <laughs> olive branch taken. Okay, so what did we learn here through what, all can of this? Can I make disappear someone? Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, you can. Right. So we're going to have to go ahead and make disappear Harry. Um, Harry. Whose name is Harry? <laughs> Harry. Well, Harry Styles. Harry. We're we're getting rid of Harry. Okay. Because one, his name is Harry. Harry Styles. What about Harry Styles? Harry. The two, Stop he's just... Stop just saying <laughs> Harry back to me. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Harry. His, uh, he's very annoying. I think okay. he's super annoying. And it, he has that gold creepy tooth that falls out. All I could think about is, oh, what if I was sitting next to him at a dinner table and his tooth fell out? Or, you know, just like, oh, that would be so disgusting. So I'm going to make him disappear <laughs> before that ever would happen. Okay. <laughs> so... That's good. That's what, my story. What did you learn here? I learned that the creepy neighbor you think you have living next door may not be so creepy at all. That's right. The shovel killer may be a shovel savior. I know. It's so sweet. <laughs> I learned that, um, and this might not make sense to you, but there's this movie called Rambo. And basically Rambo, John Rambo, is a man who comes back from Vietnam and he's feeling very rejected by his country. And um, basically 
if I remember correctly, he goes into town and the police don't want him in the town because he's from Vietnam and he's an ex-soldier and, you know, they don't want him in the town. So he basically goes out into the woods and sets up all these booby traps for these cops that come out and try and find him. And the cops just like fall into his traps. And so what I learned was this is the kid version of Rambo. <laughs> Why are you on your phone? Are you on your notes? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were texting. No, no texting during, during the, the podcast. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, this is the kid version of Rambo. Kevin McAllister, more like Kevin Rambo. Am I right? Give a one word. One word review. Silly. I love that. Silly. Silly, just silly, a silly, silly. Little, silly. Silly Kevin. Just a silly little Christmas movie. Mm. You know I'm doing my big word. Yep. So give us the biggest word you could find on synonyms.com. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't really a super big word, um, but I like it because it's kind of a sexy sounding word. Um, evocative. Bringing strong images, memories, or feelings to mind. Evocative? Evocative. Evocative. Evocative, yeah. Evo. <laughs> Can you pronounce it any weirder? <laughs> Evocative. 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 Interesting. Yeah, you've never heard so that word. Why would you th- why would you say that this movie was evocative in well, your I, opinion? I tried to find the synonym for nostalgic because it's very nostalgic for me. And this was one of the synonyms that came up. And oh. I felt like that that fit because it just brings me images of my childhood, images of Christmas past. So yeah, it was it was it's a beautiful movie. Why are you mocking me? <laughs> You're doing like the chef's kiss hand or something. I don't know what that is. Evocative. I think I need to like buy you a synonyms book for christmas or something (laughs) (laughs) sure why not all right i got some fun facts for us so uh basically in order to get the most authentic performance possible joe pesci did his best to avoid macaulay culkin on set so that the young actor would indeed be afraid of him so joe pesci is um is harry the guy Mm -hmm. that you wanted to make disappear because of his gold tooth. Mm -hmm. And no one would blame the young actor for being a bit petrified as he still bears a physical scar from one accidental altercation. In the first Home Alone, they hung me up on a coat hook, and Pesci says, I'm going to bite your fingers off one at a time. Culkin recalled during one of the rehearsals, he actually bit me and it broke skin. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Another one here is the tarantula. This one kind of stinks, but, you know, if I had to learn it and it ruined it a little bit for me, so do all of you. Um, So join me. At one point, Kevin places the tarantula on Marv's face, and it was indeed a real spider. Um, Daniel Stern agreed to let it happen, but he'd only allow for one take. What wasn't real, that blood-curdling scream. (laughs) In order not to frighten the spider, Stern had to mime the scream and have the sound dubbed in later. Woof. Yeah, woof. Speaking of woof, the photo of Buzz's girlfriend is actually a little boy. Uh, There's a bit in the movie in which Kevin looking through his cousin Buzz, blah, 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 but it wasn't a girl at all in the photo. It was a boy in a wig dressed up to look like a girl. Turns out director Chris Columbus thought it would be too cruel to mock a teenage girl like that. Instead, they used a picture of art director Dan Webster's son. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, one of the most memorable lines wasn't even in the script. When Kevin calls out to the beat-up burglars, he taunts them with the line, You guys give up or you're thirsty for more? 
Turns out that line was never in the script. He improvised it on the spot. Wow, that's cool. Nine years old. Camera angles. This one is really cool. The camera angles change as the movie progresses. So at the beginning of the movie, uh, Culkin was shot from above, making him look small and helpless and highlighting how little power he had in his family. By the end of the movie, the camera angles had transitioned to shooting him from below, making him look more Hmm. big and powerful as he conquered the burglars. That's amazing. So those are my fun facts. Good stuff, right? That is so cool. I mean, just so so thoughtful. I know. I I, I love those those little director tidbits that you pick up on when you... Little hidden figures. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sure. Hidden treasures. Those little nuggets. Those little jewels. <laughs> those little stones. Those little testicles. <laughs> <laughs> I was alluding to that the whole time, so I just uh, thought I'd just say it at the end. Yeah. Um, you s- filthy animal. Yeah, that's right. So what would you give this movie a one out of ten? I'm going to go... It's a Christmas classic. I love it. It's one of my favorites. I'm going to have to. I'm convicted. I need to go 10 out of 10 on this one. <gasps> Ooh. Potatoes. 10 out of 10. That's strong. Yeah. Well, it's it's a staple. I'll literally watch this movie every Christmas for the rest of my life, so get used to it. Well, I like it, so I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm going to have to give this an 8.5. That's good. That's I good really score. liked it. Loved it. I'd watch it again. I'd watch it every Christmas with you. I'll give it an eight and a half. Amazing. The one and a half, I would remove all of the yellow satin jacket men. Yeah, I would make the make the mom a little bit different. <laughs> okay. She drove me crazy. Okay. All right. Well, that's all fair. And um, great. Well, this was our most Christmassy movie. So I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me. I'm proud of us. We did it. We did this. Um, next year, I think we should go full on Christmas and mm-hmm. do like more solid Christmas movies. Plus, there are a few classics that I haven't seen. Apparently, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, which is around mm, Christmas. Have I, you seen this? Mm-mm. We should watch this um, next year. Um, Can we have like an extended Christmas month? Like no. January no, extended? I feel like Christmas stuff after Christmas is over is just depressing. That's true. So maybe we'll do it next year. Next Christmas. Next Christmas. Line them up. Next Christmas. Let's do it. All right. So we're on Twitter at Tori Stop Texting. You can find us there. Um, and uh, this has been a great, great time. I've loved this movie. And um, I love all of you listening. All 13 of you. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and yours. We got a special bonus episode coming out right around the corner in a couple days as well um, that I think you're all going to be very excited about. It'll be our first guest episode. We're going to have the brother and sister-in-law, my brother and sister-in-law, and Tori's sister, blood sister, and brother-in-law. We're so excited. And um, the movie... Will be decided in that episode. Anyways, we're going to have some guests. It's going to be sick. Bonus episode. And then uh, we'll, we'll bring in the new year or ring in the new year, whatever you say, for 2021. And we love you guys. And um, have a great, the merriest Christmas. Just remember one thing. You're opening up your presents. It's Christmas morning. Santa's just dropped off all of the gifts. And um, you're, you're thinking to yourself, um... I don't know where I was going with this, but whether you're a tomato or a potato, just remember it's, it's all, all ketchup, ketchup at the, at the end, end of the day, day baby. baby. <laughs>